0: travel centric podcast where we talk about travel we talk about well that's it today i mean (laughs) we aren't going to talk about anything else very very focused
1: Uh Uh, as always
0: get in get out Mm -hmm. we did our job
1: efficient focused very very highly relatable content
0: Mm, hrc baby
1: it's just HRC peak of just the most professional podcasting, really.
0: <laughs> the peak, award-winning. The, award
1: peak.
0: Winning the... <laughs> we won, we won the podcast award. Yes. For in fact, we're just
1: going to rename our podcast podcasts. the Peak because we are at the peak of we professional sure are. podcasting.
0: Oh, everybody, I'm so sorry. We lost an episode along the way. Mm. It was supposed to come Mm -hmm. out right before New Year's. We were so prepared. We had a holiday break planned. We recorded an episode, two episodes even, ahead of time. And uh, I, I lost one of them. I don't know what happened to it. Uh, <laughs> it ran off. Yeah, it's gone. How rude! Uh, it uh-huh. was. It was the best thing we've ever done. It was an incredible <laughs> episode.
1: Oh, I was gonna lie and tell them that it wasn't good at all. Like it was total shit. That way they didn't feel bad about it. Now oh, they feel bad. Now,
0: th- now they feel bad. Don't oh, worry don't though. Bad guys. We'll keep chasing our white whale, and we will catch it. Uh-huh. And we will uh-huh. have another yeah. best episode of all time.
1: It won't um, escape into the ether again.
0: Probably we would have changed the. The podcasting landscape. If that if that last one had hit the airwaves, airwaves. I mean,
1: we'd have to just call it right <laughs> hey, because it was buddy, perfection. We're, we're in the
0: airwaves here.
1: Yeah, uh, we'd have to we'd have to like just call it. Be like, well, it's perfection. We're not gonna get any better than that.
0: Yeah. So really, you're welcome, everybody. We we yeah. um, we lost it on purpose. Uh-huh. Uh Instead, you got an Ask Me Anything. Thank you to those who have responded to that. You got the holiday draft, which really. Just insane. Um, What
1: delightful chaos.
0: Delightful, wonderful chaos. Uh, I do want to send out one apology to our our dear friend, Kurt. Uh, As as I was plugging everybody's uh, stuff that they did at the end of the holiday episode, I did not plug your YouTube channel, which is all about uh, hiking. And I am trying to find the name of it right now but um but yeah kurt is an avid hiker and Mm -hmm. and yeah he has a he has a channel all about it on youtube i could even even post it in the show notes i don't
1: know oh my goodness oh my goodness (laughs) how about that um it'd be so worth it
0: it would be so uh go check that out i will say the name of it in just a moment (laughs) (laughs) I meant to (laughs) grab it before we started. Uh, Shelby, while I look for this.
1: Professional podcasting.
0: (laughs) (laughs) While I look at this, Shelby, what are you drinking?
1: I am drinking a standard, run of the mill, cold apple cider out
0: of a bottle. Mm. Yeah. Frosty?
1: Easy. Portable. (laughs) Classic. Sometimes
0: they just need portable.
1: Portable is, portable is great. Portable is a real consideration when you're drinking.
0: You're not wrong.
1: Negroni, not very portable. Like, once it's in the glass, okay. But, like, transporting all of the things to make more Negronis later on, not very portable. You can just grab a box of ciders and just take it with you. Portable.
0: That's, that's true. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm like I have margaritas in the can once in a while when I'm yeah. really feeling it can you make negroni in a can well oh, I feel bad just Ooh. saying that
1: <laughs> I I don't I don't think that you could I think th- I mean like yes like it, it is possible I don't think that people would sell it because I think the alcohol content would be way too high hmm. uh, Certainly that cannot be legal
0: Speaking It'd of be like, oh, okay. tiny
1: cans yeah. Which is kind of a cute idea. Yeah.
0: Tiny Negroni cans.
1: Tiny tiny cans. Little drinks.
0: There you go again, everybody. An award-winning idea from your favorite podcasters. A who idea. will also plug Freedom on the Trail, a wonderful YouTube channel yes. about Kurt's hikes. In fact, he, he puts them up in the last, like, two weeks. Two, uh, two mm-hmm. videos. Mm-hmm. Go check them out, everybody.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Andrew, what are you drinking?
0: Uh, rum and Coke to start the evening. Mm. Uh,
1: how many uh, how many splooshes of rum we talking
0: i measured it out today but then uh-huh. a little extra snuck in um so how, there's how did
1: it sneak in Andrew? well
0: my my reflexes were slow
1: uh, <laughs> like glug 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 yeah. oh, oh no shoot. glug glug <laughs> ah shoot there uh-huh. are
0: five ounces of rum in in this big owl cup here
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, which seems a little
0: high. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but
0: <laughs> but it's fine. Yeah, it does. Well, we'll have a good time. I'll make five f-
1: ounces. There's eight ounces in a cup, right? Yeah. So like you are well on your way towards drinking an entire cup of rum.
0: This is well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's fine.
1: This okay. is th-
0: I don't know how big th- how big do you think this cup is? Pretty
1: 16 big. Sixteen ounces. I'd- Oh, no. I'd say 20? more than that. I'd say yeah. you're closer to 20.
0: Yeah, I think you're probably right.
1: Yeah. So why not just put a few more gl- glugs in there?
0: Because uh, it's in the kitchen. That's why.
1: <laughs> right. Okay. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy.
1: Reasonable.
0: Reasonable. <laughs> oh, how have we been, Shelby?
1: Oh, you know, it's just after Christmas. It's after the holidays. We're back at work. I think... Like everyone else, I'm fucking exhausted.
0: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> if I can just speak for the majority of like most people. Yeah. Um no, like things are really good, but um oh boy. It has been it has been a few weeks.
0: I am tired.
1: Yeah. Yeah, everyone's tired. I think tired. I think maybe we need a vacation after Christmas. I know that Christmas is like meant to be a vacation <laughs> and like New Year's, but I think maybe I need a vacation immediately following. Hmm. Or, Uh, like, I put my phone away and I just, like, go away for, like, to a really lovely cabin or, um, like, a beach house or... Um, not anything in the city because I don't want it to be exciting. I want it to be very like chill and yeah. like, I'll sleep like 12 hours every day at least. You want no just...
0: temptation of doing anything.
1: No, no. Like maybe if I go outside, I'll be like, oh, look, some pretty birds. And I'll be like, okay, that's enough. And then back inside mm. to the couch, to the bed and sleep some more. And then that way, at the end of that, I'll actually be well rested and, and ready to, to go on with my life. I think and go back to work.
0: I think for you specifically, you get too bored on this vacation and then wind yourself up and then not sleep as much as you wanted to. I don't
1: entirely disagree with you. <laughs> but I think that I'd have like two or three days of like absolute nothingness and then I would be bored. But then that's where it's like you go out for a kayak. Mm. You go for a hike. Right. You... You know, you go do, like, an adventure, and then you go to a nice restaurant, and then you're done for the day. That's it. And then you have, like, another day like that, and then you're like, okay, okay, and then you're kind of ready to go back. I think that would be, like, perfect.
0: Okay. I like mm-hmm. it. You haven't mm-hmm. kayaked in a while.
1: No. Tell me we're about not, that. <laughs> we're not five minutes from the from the ocean anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's sad. Yeah. How many minutes um, are you? Uh, well, we're only, like... 15 minutes mm. but we can't walk no. the kayak anymore because right. it's not a 15 minute walk it's a 15 minute drive
0: it's and we don't downhill. Need a roof
1: rack no mm. it's kind of here and then it's like up and down <sighs> and up and down and up and down and then water so ben's work is maybe giving him a work vehicle and if they do we could get a roof rack for that vehicle and then we could use that to take the kayak to the ocean. And I'm like, let's get on this. Sounds good, yeah. Shelby has a wetsuit. Shelby needs to go back into the kayak. Yes. Charlie hasn't gone out in the kayak in months. Mm,
0: Charlie's sad about that.
1: Charlie is so sad. She's, she's told me.
0: She's told me as well.
1: Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Shelby's anyway. in
0: New Zealand. Her dog's name is Charlie. Her husband's name is Finn. <laughs> I'm in Anaheim. My wife's name is Melissa. <laughs> um, and, he has uh, no dog. Yeah, I, I do not have a dog. Although my landlords do have two. So, um, I don't... Yeah, there you go. Now uh, you know.
1: So, um, that's, um, that's been me the last few weeks. Yeah. You know, I got a new tattoo. It's just a little baby one. I'm now blonde.
0: You are um, blonde. I'm back at work. You look great. I.
1: Thank you. You Thank look
0: you. tired, but you look yeah. great.
1: Thank you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thank you um i'm starting to get tan but we also had a cyclone this week so like the summer weather was here and then we had a cyclone and it's been rainy for like i don't know two or three weeks tell me about a
0: cyclone i don't i don't think i've ever actually experienced
1: one it's just a lot of rain and wind
0: oh okay maybe i just did then
1: yeah i mean you probably did i feel like the technical term for a cyclone is like it's like a very, very small hurricane that mm. comes in from the ocean, but then it kind of goes over land. But I, I think, like, there's a hurricane, and then there's, like, a tropical storm, and then there's, like, a cyclone. So it's, like, very baby. But there's been a little bit of flooding, pretty minimal for, yeah. like, the impact on our lives. But um, all that to say, the sunshine has kind of buggered off. And I would really like for it to come back now. Because there are lots of summer activities that I intend on participating in. Yes. So it needs to come back.
0: I hope it does. I hope the sun returns.
1: Yeah. Same. (laughs)
0: Same. (sighs) 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 I'm so sorry. Maybe
1: it'll come back with our lost episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We aren't going to release it anyway. Uh, It's too good.
1: Yeah, it's too good.
0: And it was about, about you Andrew? And it was about the new year, so it's yeah,
1: yeah. it'll have to wait another year <laughs> at <laughs> least. <Yeah. laughs>
0: uh I'm I'm doing all right. Do you want to like the the Optimist, Andrew, or do you want to like the yeah look what happened to me, oh, Andrew?
1: Oh give it to me real.
0: Um well the day after our holiday episode was recorded and released, uh, it started snowing in Seattle, which is where Melissa and I were Going home for uh, for Christmas to see family, and uh, we were writing. Uh, well, we had a a plane ticket, but it was a standby ticket, and and so many flights were getting canceled the day before the ticket was uh, that that we were like, I don't think we're gonna get on any flights in the next in the next like two days. And it turned out like we probably wouldn't have gotten on a flight before Christmas at that point because things things really fell apart here for a while everywhere was getting hit with snow or cold weather or whatnot can Um, you
1: imagine like you almost got stuck in anaheim for christmas yeah
0: um uh, that that would not have gone well for some of us especially um uh so we we drove and uh we drove the 19 hours from anaheim to to uh, maple valley washington which is right by seattle and uh drove straight through and then we were there and like two or three days later an ice storm hit there um and i'm so glad that didn't hit while we were driving and and yeah it was it was a wild time uh but christmas was great and uh and and, uh, and then I went on a little trip with my dad that we'll talk about later in this episode. And then, and then we got home and then and we've had some family visiting and, um, I was, I think I'd mentioned before and Kurt strangely memed it, um, but <laughs> I was training for a half marathon, but then I hurt my knee. So I'm not training for a half marathon anymore. Um, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, it's, it's been, uh, it's been a trying few weeks for a number of reasons, some that I'm not going to get into on this episode. Um, that we'll have to wait for. Ask me anything when we've had way too much to drink. So. Um, oh yeah. So, which I did listen to, re-listen to that, and that one was a lot more about friendship than I remembered, hey. and was enjoyable. I was, I was. Yeah, yeah. That one was far less embarrassing than the first. Ask me anything. Oh we yeah. released. Oh so. yeah. Good job, us.
1: What a, the peak of professional podcasting? That was it. The peak. Yeah. Us. Just, <laughs> just us, us in
0: general. Yep. Very good. Um, um,
1: when you were talking, it made me think we should do an episode where we plan like our dream road trip, and we do that itinerary.
0: All right. Hmm.
1: Because we do lots of driving in our in our itineraries yeah. anyway, but specifically a road trip, I think that would be really fun.
0: Strangely, I've covered. Two of my favorites that we've that I've ever been hmm. on personally, which uh, I did in the California C is for California episode just recently, and then A is for Alberta, um, mm-hmm. which wasn't exactly a road trip, but. Drove around the Canadian Rockies and and through the Canadian province of Alberta. But um, I'd have to think about my actual, like, dream road trip. That would be interesting. Yeah, like,
1: not one that you've necessarily been on, but one that would be incredible.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, the... Also, that Iceland... No. Is that what you Mm -hmm. did? Yeah. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Yep. The Iceland one. That was... very much a road trip. Yeah, yeah lots that, of driving on that one. Mm-hmm. That would be
0: very close to the top of my list mm. now because that sounds amazing.
1: Incredible, right? Yeah. You come back with fifteen thousand photos.
0: The South Island one? Uh-huh. Uh yep. New Zealand South Island. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, man.
1: We should uh we should come up with some uh, like uh, some rules for it too. Okay. Like you can only pack a bag and like one bag and no, we should we should I'm going to brainstorm. I think this is going to be a fun episode.
0: You've been starting to add rules to our episodes, and I am here for it. I like it.
1: <laughs> learn uh-huh. the rules. Oh, just rules. wait till our next episode, Andrew. Oh, you oh, might change your mind.
0: <laughs> oh, I know. I've tried to prepare a little bit, but I'm not sure that I have. Learn just the learn. rules. You've got don't to learn the rules. That. If you don't, you'll get eaten in your sleep. Ow! Um, I have a, a hat on that you've never talked about before. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I don't know what color it is because um, it's really, really hard to tell. And I'm doing that thing where, like, on my screen, it looks like a really, really dark green. But I know that Facebook is wrong. So I want to say that, like, it's black because that would make more sense. But the color of the bird in the center looks black compared to the stuff that looks dark green. So it's really kind of freaking me out. But overall, you've got... Oh, is it the same color? Okay, I think I think maybe it's black then. But you've got a bird in the center that is some dark color. It it's may green. or may not be. It's green. Ah, oh, damn it. Okay, second guessing myself. i got the green. I
0: kind of think that Facebook makes everything look darker.
1: Hmm, okay. Is it not actually as dark I don't, as it looks?
0: Uh, it's it's a fairly dark green, but I wouldn't say it's like really, really dark.
1: Right. Like if I was there, I'd be like, yeah, that's green. not yeah. oh, was a really, really dark green that also looks like charcoal. Anyway. <laughs> Were you there's
0: mocking a, yourself with that voice?
1: <laughs> no, it was, just, Are you sure? it was just a voice. <laughs> okay. It was okay. just a voice. Okay. The uh, Maybe mocking the content, but not yeah. the tone. How about that? <laughs>
0: But it's incredible content. So I don't it's know why you'd mock it.
1: Relatable content. What color is a thing that no one else can see because this is a podcast. So it's a green bird, it's got a gold outline. The top of the hat is I don't know, maybe grey. Maybe white. Maybe who knows? It's grey. Who knows really? It's, it's grey.
0: Okay. I, I know and it's grey.
1: Tell, just tell us about this hat Andrew just I don't know much injury.
0: about it honestly um it's an Ebbets field hat like all like almost all of my other of hats of course uh, and I it, they don't sell it anymore so I, I don't know what it is it has a wow. green stripes uh, six of one a segment and uh, and yeah there's a bird I kind of like the bird it looks um looks like it'd be the mascot to the song free bird.
1: Hmm. do you think we should just have a segment where like we each bring an item on and we just have to like give a visual description of it and then people have to guess what it is because they can't see it because it's a podcast
0: what percentage of listeners would enjoy that just off the Um, top of your head
1: i mean like maybe two percent of our listeners
0: two percent i don't think we have enough listeners to get two percent
1: like i think one person would find it amusing maybe once or twice is is how I came to that conclusion. Okay. Yeah. No, that's yeah. correct. That's two percent. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I took a poll. Actually, yeah. it's very scientific data. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. That was fast polling.
1: That was that. Oh, <laughs> um, that's
0: a nice hat. No, thank you. I I like it. All right. I I got an a new hat. That's an old hat because we have some stuff in storage up in up in Washington. And Melissa was driving back home with her with her mom she was driving back to anaheim so she could fit some of our storage stuff in the car and uh, and she was like oh i found a hat of yours and now you can wear a new one on on the uh, podcast
1: melissa <laughs> coming through with the goods
0: <laughs> little does she know we don't know <laughs> we don't know anything about that um <laughs> we can't tell what color it is.
1: She's gonna listen to this episode and be like, What if I do I should have
0: left it in Washington. Oh my
1: gosh. No. I'm so glad that she got it. So me too.
0: Glad. Me too. All right. <laughs> what have you been what uh is there anything I oh, haven't looked at the show notes? That's a great place to start. Um, <laughs> is there anything you, you were gonna talk about before we jump into a troop report? Um anything. Yeah, I've got
1: I've got a book I can talk about. Okay.
0: I've got a movie I can talk about.
1: What? You? A movie? Oh no. Gosh. No, that doesn't sound right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't believe it.
0: I think, um, and then we got a movie that we're both going to talk about. Yeah. Okay.
1: Symmetry. So, over the Christmas break, had some time to do some reading, of course, as you do. And I don't know
0: when. Like, I talk to you every day. I don't know when you fit this in. I thought about this the other day because I was Ooh, reading, and mm. and we were talking about novels, and mm. you were like, "Yeah, I read a six hundred page novel," and in my mind, I'm like, "You you didn't have time. You were you were either stressed, mad, mm. or, <laughs> or or you were busy doing something. I don't okay, know." For the were. record.
1: If I was stressed or mad, listeners, dear listeners, I had very good reason to be. No, no, I'm not into, it. I, I, I had very agree. good reason to be. Um, I, I definitely
0: <laughs> wasn't saying the opposite. I promise.
1: There were a few nights where we made the decision Ben and I to read instead of watch something before bed, um, and then there were a few days when, like when we were hanging out with Alex and Mark, where there was downtime and they were like doing baby stuff, and I just brought my book with me.
0: No, oh, that's
1: nice. Um. Yeah. So, it it was a good book. So I just kind of, I kind of carry it one around when I get sucked in, and then if there's a moment, then I do that. Um. I'll also, be totally honest that I was working from home, one or two days, and I, I'll like get a. Con- I love working from home. I'll do like a concentrated burst of activity mm-hmm. and like, be- <laughs> and then I'll like read for an hour. Just and then I'll do that again, and then it, it's great.
0: It's I mean, I, I know favorite. not every person works that way, but I think the majority of us actually do, and maybe that's yeah. how we should be looking at work. I don't and, know. Just throwing and it And why, there.
1: like, nine to five jobs in office buildings are, like, not good for people.
0: As I get as, so
1: much more done when I work from home.
0: As much as I love Dolly Parton, I do agree with you. <laughs> Did
1: You're I get that right? Yeah, I okay. got it right. <laughs> so i just kept going. Then. I was trying to remember what the lyrics were. Um so this book that yes, I was reading it's It's called The Final Empire and it is part of the Mistborn series by Brandon Sanderson. Um we in this household call him Brandy Sandy. Uh what a delightful fairly young author i would say probably one of the best high fantasy novelists like alive like of our time right oh, now wow. um he's pretty incredible the other series that i've read by him is um the storm stormlight archives and i and i would say like probably hands down like some of the best books i've ever read very very good um, I don't think this series quite matches it. It's interesting. I, I think this series, the Mistborn series, the one that I'm reading now, was written before the Stormlight Archive, and I can see some similarities with like some of the characters, um, with some of the themes that he's playing on. Um, his world building is similar, and it's a it's a different world, but it's just not quite as elaborate as the world from Stormlight so I had a few like qualms kind of partway through but having just finished it I I think I'm I'm hooked which is a little unfortunate because there's like I don't know eight or ten books in this series like he writes really long series (laughs) and it's a big commitment but in the end I was quite happy um I think happy to keep going So, Brandy Sandy, um, one of those authors that people have been recommending for years. I was like, oh, I'll get around to it, I'll get around to it, I'll get around to it. And then when I finally did, I was like, oh. oh." And when I finally did, I was like, I'll read this one. He just released the fourth one. Certainly, that's the whole series done and dusted. No, it's four out of ten. And he hasn't written the rest of them, and I'm angry about it. Anyway, so at least I believe the Mistborn series is completed. If not... I'm honestly, I'm just not going to sweat it. I'll just read them until I decide not to. Yeah. But um, I did enjoy it. They they really suck you in. It's it's a book that it's easy to sit down and and read for several hours. The characters are relatable. The world that they build is very it's magical, but it's political. It's it's just all around enjoyable. The good book to escape in for a while.
0: Hmm. Very nice.
1: Yeah, Brandy Sandy.
0: Do uh, I can tell I'm back in Tripitumi mode because my brain was like, "Oh, take that tangent, take that tangent," but then I, <laughs> I just let you talk instead, which is oh, the nice, the proper thing to do. has <laughs> um, a as a non novel or. Really, I don't read a lot of books. I'm trying to read more books. What's a uh, What's a good goal for a, a, a beginning reader is not the right way to put it, but like a uh, uh, a new book reader mm. Um, mm. To, to read during the year. Mm. I'll like, tell you what like, I'm thinking and you tell me what okay, you're thinking.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah. Just, Do you mean like the number of books? Yeah, or number or just of like books. What kind of books? Oh, number, number
0: of books. Yeah. Give me a number I should okay. shoot for. I'm curious wait, what you'll say.
1: And, uh, and I'm like, talking
0: like, I don't know, two, the, the three or four books that are on my list of ones I want mm-hmm. to read are all between like two and 500 pages.
1: Right. Um, I'm going to say six. Okay. Maybe six. Yeah. I yeah. Have
0: five or six in my mind.
1: So mm, yeah. Yeah. Because I think that, like, you could say, like, 12, like, one a month. Yeah,
0: no but, way. I'm um, not going to do that.
1: <laughs> but, if, yeah, but if you're not, uh, like, if you're, if you're not in the habit oh of gosh. reading. I'm so <laughs> sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, but even, even if you are, like, I go through spells where, like, I will blow through books in three-month periods, and then I won't touch books for the next three months. Um, right. I would like to be more consistent, but I also just know that's kind of in my personality kind of pick something up, dive into it and then take a break. Yeah. So, I think I think yeah, like even like six books, you know, like you can read one in a month and take a break and then or you can just kind of elongate it and like you don't read novels. And so books that books that are nonfiction, I find it for me, I read really slowly because I actually want to take it in. Yeah. I find for novels I can blow through it because it's about the emotional connection it's about the world building it's about the ride whereas a non-fiction book like that's that's heavier content and um like i got another book for christmas that um that ben gave me that's about maori like creation myths oh, and cool. i'm like maybe 50 pages in because it reads like a textbook it's got mm-hmm. so much depth to it like i can't i can't sit down and blow through that in a week right. Yeah, so I feel like six books would be would be a really good goal for someone who's not in the habit and just wants to do more. You know,
0: I'll shoot for it. Um yeah. currently on my list one novel that I'm uh, like two thirds of the way through, and then uh, and then two nonfiction after that. So so yeah, nice. we'll we'll see how yeah.
1: it goes. It's a good balance to that.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, thank you. Well, uh, name <laughs> name, of, name of the book you just read one more time.
1: Uh, The Final Empire okay, by thank you, thank you. Brandy Sandy. I just really want Brandy Sandy to catch on.
0: Hi. I'm more inclined for B-Sand because I B-Sand. really think that's funny. It doesn't sound <laughs> good, but... Uh, it,
1: do, it does not.
0: Yeah, there was a... Brandy Sandy. One of my best friends in high school, her name was Betsy Hillman, and we called her B-Hill. I can't imagine... Well, I think she liked it after a while because it was like... <clears throat> A group of a group of like nice guys calling her that right. after and I think mm. I think eventually she took took a liking to it, but I can't imagine she liked it at first. <laughs> Why are these people calling this?
1: Yeah. I can't imagine that a young woman being called a name by a, a group of guys at all is nice at first. But then once so I'm, sh- I'm sure when she figured out that, oh, no, this is affectionate, this is no, good, then it was probably we, lovely.
0: We were friends before before we were using yeah. nicknames. Don't worry.
1: Andrew, Andrew and Hill going all the way back.
0: Me and Hill went to prom together. And it was wow, lovely. Um, I was a DJ. And... And we went to a buffet beforehand because we thought it was funny. So, uh, yeah, it was a great incredible. time. We watched incredible. King Kong until like 4 a.m. after prom uh, because King Kong is for some reason like three and a half hours long. Thanks, Peter Jackson. What are you doing?
1: <laughs> uh, Come on.
0: Um, but no, it was a, it was a good time. Hmm. Hi, B-Hill. Um, Hi, B-Hill. Uh, it's not B-Hill anymore. She's married. Uh, And she took his Mm -hmm. last name, but I... Bowling. Beeble. Beeble? (laughs) (laughs) Beeble. (laughs) Okay. Even better. (laughs) Uh, We uh, Let's see, I'll I'll talk about a movie. I have watched so many movies. Stay tuned for later in the week. We are just doing... Shelby's being very generous, sort of, I think. Oh,
1: just wait. Yeah,
0: and... I have seen so many movies. We're going to do a episode about 2022 movies in, I don't know, a month or so. Um, and, and so I have been, I don't know, I've been watching one a day, maybe. And it's been a lot. Uh, I have so many to talk about. And... Since our episode got lost, I think some were probably lost in there, and in Clay, including me, right. ranting about Elvis. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> i so forgotten
1: I'm, about I'm that. I'm so sorry you all missed that. Right, because you like talked Elvis. about Elvis, and I talked about Avatar.
0: Right. Interesting. Right. Well, I'm going right. to see I'm Avatar soon, so we can we can redo Avatar.
1: Rehash that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, but Elvis, I probably will never talk about again. I did not like it. Um, what I will talk about is Strange World, which is a new Disney animated movie that came out. I think it came out around Thanksgiving, but is now on Disney Plus. Uh, a very short theater run because I don't think anyone saw it. Um, <laughs> and I, I had very low expectations. I should say that, but I liked it quite a bit. Um, sure. Speaking of Avatar sort of weirdly looked like an animated version of avatar like the world building Interesting. kind of
1: thing okay
0: i i sincerely doubt that that was um that that they meant to do that uh, but but there were parts of it where i was like oh oh i think I've, i think i've seen this world before um but uh yeah they the characters were really good and the best part of the movie like um they they wrote the characters really well and they had some interesting depth to them and i wanted to know more about them the story itself i was pretty lukewarm on but the but the characters were were very good including the the main character which i believe is disney animation's first uh openly gay main character um and uh a teenage boy, who um, yeah is is interested in another boy, and it's like not part of the story. It's just like yeah, this is this is life, and it's yeah. it's quite nice, and and no one treats it like anything differently than just part of life, and I mm. I uh, respected that choice quite a bit because um, they they could have made a bigger deal of it, uh, not mm. not in a uh, how do I say this. They could have made a bigger like story of it and made it like a point of conflict, but they didn't. They chose not to, and, and I think that was the right move. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's kind of just an adventure story about a boy, his dad, and his dad's dead, uh, his, his grandfather. So, um, three generations and, and how they're all different and, and how they reconcile and, and treat each other. Um, and it was su- surprisingly charming and, and heartfelt. Mm. I, it's not going to be like one of those uh, iconic Disney movies, but it might be one of those movies where you look back in twenty years, um, and it's like, oh, that's really good. Uh, kind of like I, I don't know, kind of like our version of Tarzan. I feel like
1: right, I feel right. like
0: Tarzan was like, oh. It's not Lion King, it's not Beauty and the Beast, mm. but then you go back and it's like, oh,
1: this is this is pretty I'd good. I'd like watch Tarzan over like anything else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, mm-hmm, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, those Phil Collins songs are amazing, but um yeah, no, I I enjoyed the movie. Um as far as animated movies this year, it's it's one of one of the three favorites probably. So, um yeah, I enjoyed it. I haven't seen the new Pinocchio. Uh, so that might that might
1: Make the cut. Uh, do you mean the Disney animated one no, or the absolutely. um the, the G-
0: Guillermo, Guillermo del, Toro. del Toro?
1: Yeah, we watched it. Oh, we did. We'll have to we'll have to talk about it. Yeah, we'll I'm have excited to talk about to, it when you watch it. Yeah, I'm
0: excited to watch
1: it. Yeah, but um, less excited
0: this, than every other movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this this cast of Strange World. Yeah. Alan Tudyk. Okay. And then Jake Hall, the, which is interesting. Oh,
0: that's who it was. I didn't even look up the cast.
1: Dennis Quaid. Really? I, like, didn't even know that he was still working. I haven't seen oh. him in anything in ages.
0: Yeah, I didn't. Wow. I didn't know any of those people were in it.
1: Um, yeah.
0: I didn't, like, look it up at all. Oh, huh, that's interesting.
1: Isn't it, though? And... I love Alan Tudyk. Oh,
0: uh, Jake Gyllenhaal plays the dad. Okay, that... Yeah, that all makes sense. Okay. Mm. What is Alan Tudyk? Oh, he's the narrator. Oh, okay, okay.
1: Oh, I like Alan it. Alan Tudyk, what a treasure!
0: Yeah, no, it's it's a charming little movie. Mm. I enjoyed it. Wonderful. Um,
1: and of course, we both watched Glass Onion.
0: Yes, I think I, pro- I I I'm all out of sorts, but I believe I probably mentioned seeing it on a previous episode. Mm.
1: I think you did. Um, I think you did.
0: That wasn't lost. So, um, but I didn't really say much about it. So, uh, yeah, let's. You want you watched it now, and let's I talk did. about it. Um, maybe, I don't think you can really talk about this movie without, spoiling it. So, jump ahead. Like
1: spoiler alert.
0: Jump ahead like five minutes. I don't know. Yeah, um, a few minutes. Yeah, uh, what would you think, Shelby?
1: I, think that, Janelle Monae is delightful. And like whatever she does. Um, I think she's just wildly entertaining as a person and like fabulous. And like, so that was just enjoyable. And because we're talking about spoilers, to see her in the dual role was a really nice twist. Um, because we kind of got way, like partway through the movie, and I was like, oh, this role for her is like, it's fine. But it's. Yeah,
0: it wasn't anything, right? It was. It wasn't, it was like, it wasn't
1: really anything. It was she, like.
0: She was good. But it was Janelle
1: Monet, as Janelle Monet was very much the vibe. And sort then of, when it but split, even like
0: icier than norm, y- normal Yes, yes.
1: Monet. But very much like a like fine, elegant, mm-hmm. like fashionable, nose or shit, very confident right. in that vein. And then it splits and you go back and she's the sister and I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. This just got interesting. And then you see the layers of her impersonating her twin and yeah. So I, I thought that that was really fun storytelling and to go back. Um, and even just the perspective of at the beginning when you see her smash open the box and that makes sense for that sister to smash the box because yeah. she's pissed about, you know, getting thrown out, whatever. And then you go back and you realize it's the sister who's pissed about just, her
0: sister. dying.
1: Yeah. And so it's like, oh, OK, like that. That storytelling was really well done. Yeah. I also think that Daniel Craig playing a, like, not serious, serious character is, like, giggle worthy.
0: He's so good.
1: When he's just, like, in the bathtub and he's like, are you in the bathtub again?
0: (laughs) He has the time of his life. Like, if if it came out that he would, that he's, like, not happy about these movies, I would be more shocked about that than anything.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Him there was and only, Janelle Monae
0: were so great together.
1: They just, I feel like they just had a ball. Like, yeah. they just hung out and they filmed a movie and, like, ah, stay yeah. lovely. Uh, there was only once when he said something and I was like, that was not a Southern accent.
0: <laughs> sure. <laughs>
1: um, I think the that's rest part of the... Time of the rest of kind of blended.
0: I think that's part of the joke, Maybe. Where it's like
1: for sure. I'm not
0: actually sure of this guy's like, backstory. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure I totally buy that he's uh, southern. And to, uh, I yeah.
1: think frequently, especially with like UK actors, if they can't do a straight American accent. I feel like frequently they're put into roles where they do a Southern accent right. because Southern it's easier. is the
0: easiest thing to. It's yeah. it's
1: easier and you it just, actually covers a lot of mistakes.
0: You just get really um, lazy with your mouth and you can. You talk do. Like you just kind of slow
1: everything down. Yeah. Um, so I do feel like it's it's just like his, I wonder if at the start they were like, "Can you do an American accent?" And he's like, "Does this count?" And they were like, "Yes, do that."
0: His but, his Southern accent that. to be like. Give him credit is far more distinct than pretty much any mm. other. If if it heard. is the
1: epitome of like a southern gentleman.
0: Yes, but yes. also just just wild too. Like what a, what are you doing?
1: Wild. <laughs> so funny. Um, and then like he's in the pool and he's in his little like so, 1950s so like you know shoulders to knees like yeah. swimsuit. Like I just oh I just the whole thing is just one big joke on itself. Yeah. And I love it. Some of um, the
0: funniest stuff is we see him do all that stuff, and then after the turn, know <laughs> Janelle he pops out in these scenes that we've already <laughs> seen. So funny! I loved it.
1: So good, and then like Edward Norton. Yeah. It. <laughs> he's just a big dummy, but yeah. he's so fun, and. Yeah, that's great. And just clueless and rich and I think all of the characters, they're such caricatures and you have to do it well for that to be like charming and funny instead of just straight out annoying. But, you know, you've got the beautiful ditzy model and you've got the macho, you know, toxic masculinity, you know, the video blogger. And, you know, I think, I think it hit on, Lots of points. I think it was just political enough. I'm glad it didn't go any farther with the politics, and I usually enjoy like a ah, let's, let's push some boundaries in politics movie, but I'm glad it didn't go any farther than it did.
0: Hmm. I think that about the first one even more than the second one. Mm, uh, I yeah. thought the first one was uh, more potent. Yes. Uh, and uh, timely especially at that time yeah this one is incredible and it i mean it was filmed a while ago and the, mm-hmm. some of the jokes uh <laughs> the the foresight to write those jokes <laughs> and have uh-huh. them work now is uh, uh-huh. really really a feat um yeah no I, he ryan johnson the director and, and writer does a wonderful job of of making it a family movie that also mm. is about politics, if you want it to yeah. be. Um, yeah. And he did that for both of them. Um, and, and yeah, they, they they hit home in certain ways, but mm. they're so easily accessible to everyone, it seems like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, which is lovely. Uh, mm. I don't know. Uh,
1: oh, sorry. I,
0: I do like the first one a little bit more, I yeah. think.
1: Yeah, same.
0: Yeah. Um, but this one was funnier, I'm pretty sure. Mm, mm-hmm, yep. And there were The first certain... one,
1: I think, was more intense.
0: Yeah, yeah. There were... And, like, the first one's still funny. Like, Daniel Craig in the car talking about a donut and a donut hole <laughs> is some of the funniest stuff I've seen in a movie yes. in this yes. decade. Um, but, but, like, this one had more just open jokes. and And yes. was like, oh, this whole thing is a joke. I Playing mean, on
1: you know, itself, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: I do think that the first half of the movie was better than the second half. Mm. I think that the like the grand reveal came yeah really early and you're kind of like, "But and then there's more and then there's more and there's more." But I think I think that people come into a movie like this with a certain expectation, right? Like the mystery builds and builds and builds and layers and storytelling and then grand reveal at the end and like maybe a few more scenes after that with another minor twist and then it's over. And this one was very much like story building, twist, you go back, you see the double layers with, oh, she's actually not her, she's the sister. And then there's the grand reveal and then there's all the stuff that happens afterwards. So the movie is almost in three acts and i think that that third act while i was not upset about it at all it took me a minute to go oh wait like this isn't the pacing that we've learned to anticipate like this isn't the same formula so i do feel like that was a little it was a little off but i also feel i also want to kind of commend them for doing something that's not in the formula i think it's just hard with a movie like this you kind of expect things
0: i i, I agree with
1: well,
0: basically all you said uh, counterpoint I think the reveal might have been too late um, oh. think of a thing of the first one and kind of that mm-hmm. formula which was again turning turning the genre kind of upside down that reveal comes like a quarter into the movie and then the right, rest right. there's enough story to get you through mm-hmm. and and figure out who actually is behind it and all of that and I think that is Um, I, I just think there was a little more depth to it. Whereas I I think Mm. we're saying the same thing, essentially. Mm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. There, there wasn't quite as much depth after the reveal on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I would have like, like we found out what happened. Um, it was pretty easy to see through the whole thing. Even Mm. like there's some mystery even after the reveal, but it was pretty easy to see what happened. Um, Mm. Even for someone like me who doesn't really try to figure out movies, but again, that that's just kind of the the joke of the movie. Like the song, the the movie is titled after a Beatles song called "Glass Onion," which is about the Beatles uh, writing. Like everyone's looking for hidden meaning in our songs when there isn't any. Uh, it's all it's all just Mm -hmm. one big joke which is
1: and even Daniel Craig's character is like you're a big dummy like (laughs) you're so dumb you almost fooled me like which is very funny Uh
0: so yeah I don't I don't know if the uh, yeah I I do think I do think the second half could use a little more depth and and maybe like another uh, I hate to I I don't even want to say like twist but like another turn Mm. in the story because um,
1: basically, the end of the movie is Janelle Monet throwing a massive temper tantrum and which is blowing wonderful. shit up, yeah. and I loved it. Yeah, I, I, really, I really, really
0: liked it. that scene. Well, um, mm-hmm. an amazing last like ten minutes of the movie. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Amazing mm-hmm. cameos in the movie. Yes. Uh, just, just so heartwarming too. Um, one, one, one more question. Unless you have mm. something else to say, of course. No. Nah why what what was the significance of burning the mona lisa to you i don't there's so much you could read into it and i'm not sure i've come to a conclusion
1: um i mean i think the straight answer is that like he wanted to be remembered in the same breath as the mona lisa and so now he's he will be because essentially he destroyed it i think that's the gist of it. I think, I think if you that's you straight it answer for politically, sure. Politically, you know, the glass onion in itself, the island, all of it is just pointless money. Money, money, money. And he's making shitloads of money. And like, what good is he actually doing? So, I think, I think they're playing on the fact that like, no matter who you are, if you've seen the Mona Lisa, if you like art, if you're an anarchist, everyone watching the Mona Lisa burn is gonna go... <gasps> right? You're going to get that response. And I think that response is also why, why she had to burn. And it's it. And then I think in, in my mind, it makes you question like, why are we so attached to that? It is a painting. Yeah. It might be good. It might not. I don't like it's well known. It's famous. Like what value does it have? Because it's well known and because it's famous and because it's old. What kind of value do we put on things? Just because everybody else has. What are the things that we should actually be putting value on? And how does that translate to politics and money and fame and and all of that? Is maybe something else you could read into it? Yeah. Whether they intended that or not?
0: I think Ryan Johnson's too smart for it not to mean something, but I'm not Mm -hmm. sure he's ever going to give an answer on what it actually means. I like your answer. I've heard too many different theories to act. To really have my own opinion at this point, I
1: think. Or um, is he so smart that he knows he doesn't have to have a smart reason it's, it's and very people will still come up with
0: it's very all possible. of these
1: reasons. And yeah. then, you know, brain teaser for everyone.
0: Yeah. I think there's also like a like a you're burning down the establishment sort of thing yeah. without knowing what you're really doing. Like like this mm-hmm. person bought the Mona Lisa for his house and like is just ruining things for everybody. Yep. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. It,
1: Which it, there's also something to be said by the fact that he's a white man. Yes. And he's stolen this idea from this black woman. Yeah. And now he has the wealth. He has the privilege. He has the fame. And what has he done with it? Yeah. And so I think there's a lot about privilege, about oppression. Um, uh, I think that you could cast Janelle Monet in anything. And it should be wonderful. But it feels very strategic that in that role he placed a black woman. Oh yeah. You know, it's not just anyone that gets ripped off and thrown under the bus and abandoned and betrayed like it's a black woman. Right. And that's that's intentional.
0: Yeah. Yeah. N- no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's very good. Everyone should mm-hmm. watch it. Like I don't
1: Maybe if, rewatch it. Yeah.
0: It's it's great. Um yeah. both of those movies are incredibly rewatchable. It's weird that Ryan Johnson's becoming like the most um uh, I can't think of the right word, but like uh, th- he has the most conflicting opinions about his movies of pretty much mm. any director now. like there are there are some that um, are more hated or more loved, but this one seems kind of like right down the middle. Some people just mm. absolutely love him. some people can't stand him and uh, yeah i I happen to really love him. so
1: mm. yeah,
0: yeah, all right. Well, should we hop into a, a quick trip report? Let's do it. It's been a while.
1: It has been. It's been a while.
0: Um, I went to, uh, right after Christmas, I went to San Antonio, um, which is, uh, I went, I think, like two days, three days after Christmas, and I went with my dad. Uh, we went for, if you've listened to this podcast before, uh, you know I'm a, a big Seattle sports fan, and uh, we went down to San Antonio for the Huskies bowl game. If you don't know what a bowl game is, it's a college football like postseason game. Like a uh, team's are rewarded for having a good season and gets to play an extra game. Essentially, the better your season is, the the better team you'll play. So on and so on. So Huskies had a, a good year, a great year, and, and got to go play um, Texas, the University of Texas in San Antonio. So my dad and I went down there and um, had a great time. We, uh, I think we were in San Antonio for a total of, of uh, three days, San Antonio and Austin, um, three and a half really. Uh, so it was a quick trip. I'd never been to San Antonio before. Uh, so so yeah, it, uh, we had a lot of fun. I guess I'll just start at the beginning and go right through. Uh, Here we go. We took a red eye, which not ideal, uh, during the busiest week in tra- of travel in American history, it seemed. Um, so yeah, the flight was delayed a little bit, but um, our, we had a layover in Houston, and and luckily enough, like there were enough. Washington Husky fans on the first flight that were catching the second flight that they held the second plane for us, even though we were an hour and a half late. So Was
1: everyone decked out in their Huskies gear?
0: Yeah, yeah, more or less. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so we got into San Antonio at like 10 in the morning without any... I don't know. I might have slept like two or three hours on a plane. Dad didn't sleep much more than that. Um, I'd never... Dad pointed this out to me really that I we me and him had never gone on a trip together just like me and him oh. uh, we we've gone on many trips together but it always included the whole family right yeah. so so yeah it, it was the first time I'd ever traveled solo with my dad basically um and uh and that that was kind of special when he pointed that out um uh, I don't I'm not sure he's really ever done it Uh, And I'm lucky to say this, I'm not sure he's ever really done it with any of his kids because like our family's very close and we just travel together. We we still go on Mm -hmm. vacations together probably once a year, if not more, um, as as a whole family, uh, even though there's, I don't know, uh, nine of us now. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a special thing that I get to travel with my family as much as I do, but it was also cool that, that I got to do this. So, Mm -hmm. um, We, we got into San Antonio, we went to, um, we got in at like 10, was kind of hungry because we hadn't eaten anything. So of course we started the, the trip off by eating and it was San Antonio. So you might as well start it with, um, with Tex-Mex food. Uh, and (laughs) right. Um, and I'm trying to remember the name of the place, but they had something called uh, called puffy tacos, and mm. and they were, again, very Tex-Mex. Um, they they were basically like deep fried tortillas and then tacos inside of that taco filling inside of that, and um, it was it was very good. Uh, probably my favorite meal of the trip, really. Um yeah, I, we I got 3 of them and was just so stuffed. I don't think we ate again for like another mm-hmm. 9 hours. And uh, <laughs> uh one of the one of the best things about San Antonio is the food is very cheap. Uh compared to Los Angeles or Seattle for that matter. Um I think I got like 3 tacos, rice and beans and a drink for like $13. Mm. And this is at like a sit down restaurant, not a taqueria or anything like that. So um, yeah, I'll have the name in a second here. But um, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed that place. And and the food was very good. On the way out uh, from the restaurant, I had a big soda with me, as you do when you're in Texas, and uh, was getting into the car and abruptly spilled the to soda all over my new pants and and most wow. of the car uh the rental cars uh mats um so that was that was a lot of fun um and uh i like ran inside got some napkins and and then uh the the wonderful people were that were in there were like uh how oh, do you want do you want some more soda can, <laughs> can i help you can i get you more things they were they were very nice i was raised driving there we go um, yeah, very good. I have, of all the restaurants we ate at in San Antonio, which was four or five, uh, this was my favorite. So, uh, I go there, it was kind of north of the city, but everything's within like four or five miles of each other. It, it did not take long to get there. Um, from there we tried to get into our hotel to take a nap, but couldn't check in early. So we went to alamo and walked around Uh, and um, when you think of san antonio i think this is probably the first thing that comes to mind this or the river walk right
1: oh yeah
0: and it was cool um (laughs) yeah
1: yeah yeah Uh, it's an old building this Mm -hmm. is
0: this is an interesting trip report because you were there like six months ago right yeah
1: yeah it wasn't Um, that long ago
0: yeah what what did you think of the alamo
1: I like historic sites. Yes. There's so much history to the Alamo that, like, you could spend a proper amount of time reading everything, you could get a tour, you could go to all the different places, whatever, whatever, and, like, really, like, learn shit. My dad knew quite a lot, so we kind of talked to him as we wandered Mm. around, and there was one tour guide that kind of gave a little bit of a demonstration with, like, a with like a musket. And so dad was like all into that. So he kind of picked his brain for a while. And that was great and kind of adorable. I think it was really fucking hot when we went. <laughs> and so much of it was like slogging through yeah. to go find some shade and then go be in air conditioning. Oh, I'm sure. Um the grounds are beautiful, like from what I remember there's like some gardens and yeah. um like the building itself is is cool because it's an old building. So it's, in some ways, it's been kept up well. In other ways, there's like ruins. And so um, it was really interesting to walk around. Um, I think I also just have a different perspective on like historical sites now than I probably did a few years ago. You know, thinking about all the people who died, thinking about the people in leadership, thinking about like, why? Why? Like, yes, remember the Alamo. woohoo, America. But, like, why? So much of it seems so avoidable. And I almost wonder if the narrative that we're telling in some of these historical sites is just needs to shift. You yeah. Know? There are a few people in leadership that made really, really bad choices because their egos were huge and, like, thousands of people died. And now we have memorialized it and we praise it and yeah that feels off but um I yeah like it was fine that.
0: and i think that might have been my biggest problem with it mm. the way i'm the what the reason why i'm hesitant about it honestly mm, and coming yeah. from it coming at it from a point of view where i don't know as much about it like i mm. i know like remember the alamo uh, yeah
1: yeah
0: and and these big texas ideas uh, but i did not think the I, I thought the well i'll get into why i did like it in a minute but the reason why i it didn't blow me away by any means is i don't think it told the story of it at all without mm. uh, you could go with the tour guide uh if you wanted if you wanted to pay some and admittedly like i opted for the free version cuz i just like to walk around things for the most part. Yeah. Um but like there are there are places to read things and, and all of that but i didn't feel like i got the story of why it happened or yeah. the uh the objectivity of like mm. well this is what happened from the other side or it yeah. it was very like this is a person who saved the Alamo. okay mm-hmm. yeah i cool. want more i want more. yeah there's
1: there's not uh there's not like a congruent here's kind of the story of what happened right. it, it is there's lots of statues of people yep. and you can read about the people and then there's there is a timeline but that's the thing right is that you had like the mexican army you had the army in the alamo you had the other u.s army that wasn't supporting the army yeah, in the Alamo. very confusing like very confusing very complicated
0: and very of the time too like that doesn't make sense very in my of mind the time. Yeah.
1: yeah yeah and so yeah there isn't there isn't a, a a narrative in that sense you know there is a narrative in that all things have a narrative Sorry, um, but it's not it's not telling a story in a right. comprehensive way. Where you know, if a bunch of school children were going to go to the Alamo, hmm. it's an old building. <laughs> that right. that would be the takeaway.
0: Yeah, I hmm. I agree. Um, yeah, it is it is really cool. And like, if you're in San Antonio, go because it's close yeah. to everything, and because <laughs> it's the Alamo, right? Um, yeah. And and the grounds were very very pretty for the most part and when they weren't pretty it's like they aren't meant to be pretty in that section
1: like like the texas kind of pretty yeah
0: you're right Uh uh-huh
1: yeah
0: um did you did you guys do uh, like a tour did you pay for it no no um because there was another building to the right if you're looking at the actual Alamo had like
1: a, like a video or uh-huh. like a movie yeah. and you or could or pay something. to go in there Yeah, um, we didn't do
0: that just for technical purposes if you're visiting uh you at least as of as of 2023 January you should uh you should make a reservation online mm. to get in uh that that helped a lot um yeah. you can do it there but the time might be a little later than you want it to be um what i did like is is i mean just just the buildings and the grounds itself uh, like like we're saying uh but it's not one of like you think of the most famous aspects of of a city um whether it's like new york or sydney or or tokyo or paris right you, you think of The most famous place is there, and it's like, I'm going to spend half the day there, probably. Mm. That's not what the Alamo is. The Alamo
1: is like an hour. Yeah. Maybe an hour and a half. And
0: I think I was expecting a little more. Mm, Um, mm -hmm. Maybe that's my own fault. I mean, like, I didn't... I didn't research it much. It was like, oh, we're going to San Antonio. We'll go to the Alamo, and and that'll yeah. take some time. Um, and it didn't really, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it was cool to walk around. Um, I honestly thought some of the other buildings, which I'll talk about in a minute, were prettier and more interesting. Uh, those being the missions. But uh, but yeah, I I you should you should definitely go check it out if you're in San Antonio.
1: My favorite story from the Alamo. We kept seeing this flag around, and it's a white flag with, like, a small cannon.
0: Yeah. And underneath
1: it says, come and take it. And we're like, what the heck? So we kind of wandered around kind of looked into it. And there was just, like, this cannon that kept getting stolen from, like, one side of the other one. And so they eventually they stole it, and then they made a flag with the cannon on it and just said, come and take it. Like, nothing like that Texas taunting, right? Like, I so enjoy it. Part of me kind of wishes I would have gotten something with that cannon on right. it because I think that's funny. goes
0: perfectly with your snake farm zoo
1: hat. It does. It does. Snake farm zoo hat and my, like, come and take it sweatshirt. i'm i'm gonna steal your cannon like i just i think it's so funny and petty and i love it
0: should have got that for you for a wedding present matching shirts with you can well oh yeah okay uh after after the alamo um we we i think we went took a nap because our hotel room was ready and we had not slept and then we drove over to the, the river walk and, um, while I was slightly underwhelmed by the Alamo, the river walk was really cool, um, yeah. and unique. Uh, you think of like a river and, and like most big cities have water features or like an ocean or, or a river or like, and none of them are quite like the river walk that I've ever been in really, um... And yes, it's pretty touristy. Mm. Uh, even at times like a tourist trap for sure. You you kinda get stuck in like a, a lot of people and, and there's nowhere yes. to go and and oh there's a gift shop or there's a there's a big mall to check out. But I've never seen a water run through like the main part of a city quite like that. Mm. It's just very, very close to you which sounds kind of dumb to say but it's like oh i could i I could fall in like it's it's right there and And
1: you said that like Uh you messaged me and you're like i don't understand how people don't fall in and i remember having exactly the same thought drinking like a margarita yeah like how do people not have like several margaritas and then go to pass another group of tourists and like get bumped and just fall in
0: yeah and, like, there's thousands of people walking along those riverbanks. And it's it's not super narrow, but it's narrow enough where, like, you can't go five wide. <laughs> like, like, you're going single file uh, going past each other. And, and it's, it's pretty tight. Um, I wouldn't call any of... Without, like, sampling all of the restaurants or whatever. Like, I wouldn't call a lot of those restaurants unique they feel very like uh well let's go here and drink a lot or Mm -hmm. i I, i'm not sure you're gonna find like the the greatest cuisine ever along the riverwalk or the most uh san antonio or texas uh shops there it does feel very touristy but as far as like just a place i would like to hang out it was it was really nice. I enjoyed it, yeah. and and we kept going back. Um, that night we ate at a place. It's called Rita's, which I'm sure was sh- short for margaritas, um, <laughs> <laughs> along the riverwalk. I had a, a wonderful margarita there and a delicious taco salad, and it was it was just nice. Like, like I would be happy to go to San Antonio and spend two days just kind of walking around there and milling around and, and not not really having much of a purpose just just kind of enjoying Mm. that area yeah um it wasn't uh, again there's nothing along there that really stands out it's just the feeling of being with a bunch of people and and kind Mm. of enjoying the the environment um it's just
1: it's just the atmosphere isn't it yeah
0: it's it's really Mm -hmm. pretty fun
1: yeah
0: I, i guess that's a good place to talk about like Traveling for a sporting event is really pretty unique. Um, a bowl game especially is, is quite different because uh, when, when you go, saying this as a Seattle sports fan that lives in California, like when I go to a Mariners game or a Seahawks game or, or whatever down here, there's going to be like a hundred fans from Seattle or, or something. When you travel for uh, like a bowl game or something like that, and there's like 10,000 people that are Washington fans and you're, and you're all wearing purple, which is the team color. And you just, it's really unique to be in a place you're all discovering with each other and, and getting to kind of do that in a mm-hmm. weird sort of community. It's I reckon super interesting.
1: That's probably the closest comparison that I could make to walking the Camino mm. and seeing another pilgrim, knowing that they're a pilgrim and you don't know them, but there's this instant kind of camaraderie because you're doing the same thing. That's yeah. probably the closest thing that I could compare it to.
0: That makes sense.
1: Mm. Um,
0: yeah. I mean, it's sort of like, a, it, it really is like, a, we're on this together, sort of yeah sort of feeling and mm-hmm. and it's like oh you're you're wearing you're wearing a husky hey, shirt hey. hi how's it going hey. uh-huh. you're having yeah, a margarita yeah. too oh cool uh, yeah. uh-huh.
1: <laughs>
0: and and it's it's really unique i i imagine it happens more because uh football or or soccer isn't nearly as big of a thing in america but uh um pretty much everywhere else in the world it is and a lot of people travel for Those games, I imagine it has the same sort of feeling, um, where where there's kind of a visitor section, and you all go to a to a different Mm -hmm. city and and enjoy it together, and then show up at the game and have a great time, and, and then and then that's that. One of my favorite vacations I've ever taken was in Atlanta for a bowl game as well, and and the the Huskies were playing Alabama, and Atlanta is right near. I think it's two hours from the Alabama campus. Kind of the same scenario as as this one, really, where Austin, where University of Texas is, is, is an hour from San Antonio. And so all of those fans show up like the day of because it's a drive, right? Uh, but Washington is so far away that we all, we all flew down like a day or two in advance. And you kind of just like, not take over the city, but it's just... That, that's what you see like half of mm. the people you see are, are in the same community as you and and you honestly might not have anything in common outside of we're rooting for the same team but it it feels special and it, and it's cool. it's it's really uh, uh, unique and 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 interesting to watch and 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 other trips we've gotten to see like the the marching band play the husky marching band play before like a day or two before the game at at different places throughout the city and and that's a bridge to exploring somewhere new and it it's unique to sports and or like a pilgrimage i think where where it's like we're doing this together instead of Mm -hmm. a normal vacation and and i'm really enjoyed that and like if you have the chance i don't know how applicable that is to a lot of people um but but it it's really cool and and Mm -hmm. i would recommend it um even if you're like friends like shelby would enjoy this sort of community i think with if you came along with me you might not enjoy the football game but you're like
1: oh look just give me people uh, huskies a sweatshirt got, and the ball cap, and for you. I'll pretend like the best of them.
0: <laughs> uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. Um, we went back. I think we went to bed pretty early that night because tired. Yeah. Um, the next day, we went to a cool little area in San Antonio called the Pearl District, um, which I believe has a culinary school uh, inside of it. Um, and then like a really old hotel that looked beautiful had a great looking bar and and restaurant inside of it, and they also had a few cute little shops and and a food hall that we went to. I got some ramen and a prickly pear margarita, so I did mm-hmm. pair like two of my favorite things, margaritas and ramen, and just had had a great afternoon um it was a. It was a cool area. Um The River Walk is maybe the most memorable and my favorite part of San Antonio. Outside of that, I think I think I'd go back to the Pearl District uh before anything else. It was just a fun probably three blocks to walk around, four blocks maybe. Um yeah, really cool area. And uh and then we went back and uh we drove through like a couple parks and stuff uh Dad's not much of a walker for a n- number of reasons uh, uh, like he's just not as mobile as I am and 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 because of the things that have happened to him in in his life but so we drove a lot and that has has its advantages where you can go see a lot of area without taking much time. Um, yeah. And there's a, there's some big parks in San Antonio that we kind of just drove along the outskirts of and looked like some beautiful golf courses and, and some some cool uh, old areas that um, that you might not like seek out but looked interesting to just drive around or or walk around. So um, San Antonio is sprawling it is it is large mm. and just keeps yeah. going uh but all of the skyscrapers are very central not that they're there aren't very many of them but they're all central to downtown but the city itself just seems to keep going and going and i never I mean, really in, i never really got a feel for how big it was honestly
1: and really you know you're coming into the city because of a major landmark called The snake farm zoo that you passed while you're coming in. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And then you really know, like, you're getting, you're getting into the city.
0: Yeah, that's it. With
1: with those kind of major attractions.
0: (laughs) There is a tower in San Antonio called Tower of the Americas, I think. And it does go, like, it's above everything. It it looks kind of like the Space Needle in Seattle, um, but less pretty uh and like it was a kind of a if you're driving around without gps it's like oh there's that we know which way to go now yeah (laughs) um yeah uh so yeah we drove around and then and then sat around the hotel for an hour or so resting and then we went there was supposed to be like a pre-game thing at by the alamo dome which is where the alamo bowl is and uh and we got there and it was like one concession stand and, and like a few games to play if you waited in a long line. Outrageous. And it was, it was a dud. So instead we just started walking and, uh, my dad was a, he's retired now, but he was a fruit salesman, um, and, and a manager for many years. So he's been at many like conventions throughout convention centers throughout the United States. So we, any city we go in, he'd like point out the convention center. It was like, yeah, I was here in so-and-so a so year. And, and so we did that in San Antonio, walked by convention center and walked by that tower that I just mentioned and, and then ended up by the river walk again and just kind of walked around and, uh, watched as, as people like walked towards the game and, and we eventually followed and, and watched, um, the bands kind of file in, and the players, and then eventually went into the Alamo Dome um, quite a quite a while in advance. Because again, it's it's sort of one of those things where you just soak in the people you're around and and enjoy the moment. Um, and the Alamo Dome is I've talked about quite a few stadiums on this podcast for some reason. Shelby allows it. Uh, the Alamo Dome is severely outdated and looks pretty bad once you're inside like a concourse is not great but once you take your seat it's like oh it's a football field it doesn't matter I can see pretty well um and uh, and it was it was a cool experience the huskies won it was a wonderful surprising season um one that honestly means more to me than than I will take the time to describe in this podcast but um but yeah it was it was wonderful we were sitting amongst I don't know probably 10,000 husky fans that either flew down from Washington or from somewhere else in the country. I think the people that were sitting by us were uh, from Dallas and there was another couple by us that was like, uh, like Alabama or Georgia region. And they're like, well, this is the closest that we, they would get to us. So we just drove anyway. Aww. And, and it's, it's just like a nice feeling, right? Um, the game itself was pretty cool. It was very uh, big crowd there. Were, I think there were over 60,000 people there and, and uh, some of the presentations and, and, and all of that was cool. And, and the, um, the both, both schools bands which probably feature 100 members if not more were there and and they're all very fun to listen to and impressive and and um yeah it was it was great we we finished the evening after the Huskies had won and all the confetti and balloons dropped we went down to like the first row and just stood there and, and watched the players cycle by and 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 celebrate with their families or whatnot. And it was, it was special. It was really unique. I, I've got to go to, um, two other bowl games, one in Arizona, uh, Phoenix, which I don't like Phoenix, I don't think. And, um, and one in Atlanta, which, um, I had a great time at, uh, and, and this is the first time they won one of those games. And, and it was just, uh, really really sweet moment for us. So, um, yeah, it was was great. One that I won't ever forget. And then, um, I had booked a hotel for us and it was like a less than a 10 minute walk from the Alamo dome. So we just walked home and it it was, it was nice. We had a, Mm -hmm. we, I think dad fell asleep fairly fast and, and I was pretty wired. So I stayed up for another hour or so. Um, the next day we drove around to a bunch of missions in San Antonio, there's a like a mission path, walk, hike. I don't know what it's called. Um, I'm looking right now, but there are four throughout, um, I, I believe it's South San Antonio uh, that are um, are all pretty beautiful and impressive. They are now national parks. Uh, a few of them are, well, I, I believe they all count as one UNESCO uh, Her- World Heritage Site. Um, and yeah, I, I really, well, this was one of my favorite parts of San Antonio. Um, the, a few of the missions were very, very pretty. And um, some of them like showed their age or, or some of them had been rebuilt um, because of because of uh, wars or whatever. Um, but you could start. You could bike this or walk this. If you wanted to make a long day of it. We drove. Because, again, a little easier to get around for my dad. But um, we stopped at four different ones. And uh, you, you can start at the. Actually, you can start at the Alamo, really. And then it's basically two miles between each one. Um, and yeah it was it was really cool um it's another one of those things where it's like i don't know how i feel about all of these mm, and i don't yeah. know how much um how much colonization took place yeah. here and and like i'm sure some good was done <laughs> you did show people some good things i'm sure but also i'm not quite comfortable with how you're telling this Um uh, mm. But when you look at the buildings and what they are now, it did feel um, special, like they kept these these Catholic cathedrals um, upright and, and maintained them and they still have services in them and, and it's uh, very, very pretty and not something we're used to in America all that much because um, most of them were founded in the 1700s, which is not a... Not a time that we're really familiar yeah. with over here. Uh-huh. Um, so I I really enjoyed that and and did think they laid out the story better than the Alamo did, even if it was a bit more one-sided than I was comfortable mm-hmm. with. Um, but yeah, it was it was super interesting and and something like say you and I went Shelby or or you me and Melissa went. Um, it would be something where i would be like. Yeah, let's rent bikes for the day and, and go, Fun, yeah. go f- visit all of these and, and and take the time and spend the whole day doing it and then end up drinking margaritas that night. Yeah, um, sure. yeah it, would, it would be on, uh, maybe like the top thing on my list of things to do mm. in San Antonio if if I was going to go with, with like you or, or, yeah, or yeah. someone around my age, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We did that, and then we went to this hole-in-the-wall restaurant that, um, I believe, I, uh, yeah, I think this is it. it it's called Carnita's Lonja. I think that's it. Um, L-O-N-J-A. It was an outside restaurant that had, uh, well, I mean, they were known for their carnitas, it's kind of a mix between barbecue and Mexican, and it was it was very good. Um, not as good as those puffy tacos, but those <laughs> carnitas were good. Uh, oh,
1: give me some of those fluffy tacos. Oh
0: yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then we from there we drove um, from San Antonio to Snake Farm Zoo. We didn't. Heck yeah. We <laughs> unfortunately did not stop at Snake Farm Zoo, but I did see it. <laughs> Have um, that of Trip It To Me fame, and we we kept driving to Austin because that's where I was flying out of. Um, and, and frankly, Austin's on my short list of cities that I'd like to visit in America. Uh, unfortunately, it was kind of dead. Um, <laughs> it was to be fair, it was the week between Christmas and New Year's, and yeah. like no one's doing anything. No bands are touring. If you're going to go to Austin, you're going for like maybe a Texas football game and probably like three concerts. Um, there were things I really liked about it. We were there for uh, like an evening basically. Uh, so I don't, I can't cast any judgment or, or recommendation over it, but, um, there, were, there were some cool parts. We stopped by the, the university of Te- Texas campus, which was beautiful. Um, yeah, I, I would, uh, love to go to a football game there or, or just, just if you're not a football fan, like taking some time to walk around. It is, it is gorgeous. And then we went to the river that runs through Austin and there was some really cool stops along the way. Uh, a big park right in the middle, um, like right along the river bank, essentially, and, <laughs> and there was like a, a putt and chip golf course that people just kept walking on and, and that looked like fun and then there was an incredible playground and, and like and so many just runners along the river and it's the one place I've ever gone that was like yeah I want to go for a run here um and wow yeah it was it was really uh really pretty and and um more picturesque than maybe anything in like San Antonio. It was it was a prettier city than mm-hmm. San Antonio, but um, uh, and and again I don't know much more about it because there wasn't a lot going on. Uh, yeah, the Capitol building looked. We we stopped by there. The Capitol building was very pretty, but also had a lot of um, scaffolding around it. They were doing some work on it, so it's hard to get a feel for that too. But, uh, but the river itself was the highlight of Austin and, and, and um, a place where I just, again, kind of like to hang around and, and walk, mm. walk along. So the, then the next morning I got a flight out of the Austin airport, which was astounding. Like best, best airport I've been to in America.
1: You said that and I was like, oh my gosh, wow. I didn't expect that out of Austin. I don't yeah. think I've ever been to that airport.
0: Yeah, good for Austin. It was mm. great. Got through security in like a minute.
1: Because the Dallas airport is pretty shit.
0: Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So is the yeah. Houston airport.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, no, not great. But mm. no, the Austin airport seems small enough still where it's like not mm. overrun with people. And yeah, okay. it was great. Okay. Uh, flew into L.A., was going to catch a lift at LAX. Um, before I... Before I left on the airplane or before the airplane took off that's a better way to phrase it um it was 65 dollars to catch a lift when i landed it was 105. i did not have a car i was hungry i didn't have any food at home so i walked to an in and out that was like 15 minutes away and mm-hmm. then i caught a lift from there and it was 55 dollars. so i was very so proud
1: going to in and out saved you money
0: yeah it really did yeah i was very proud of that
1: excellent some yeah. good That's some good uh, Trip It To Me travel hacks right there.
0: Honestly, like if you're at an airport where you can walk to somewhere else and you Mm. need to catch a lift, like Mm. do that. It'll be significantly cheaper unless it's a dead time.
1: When I was in Auckland in August, I tried to do this and it totally backfired on me. Really? Because I caught the train to like the closest bus stop to the house that I was staying And I was like, oh, this Uber, like, it's going to be really expensive. And I wanted to go and get a bottle of wine for my hosts. And so I was like, I'll just walk. Well, then uh, I started walking and it started raining. Mm. And I was like, oh, like, (laughs) I... And yeah, starting to not feel good, right. and then you got um, very was, sick, and then you went to the, the zoo. This was the beginning of yeah, like the six weeks of the never-ending sickness. <laughs> right. And so then I went to the bottle store and I got a bottle of wine. And then I was like, I'm so much closer now. And then I looked, and it was more expensive to get an Uber <laughs> because I had waited. And oh. so um, just it does backfire it does sometimes. Backfire. Sure, but um, hey, you know, I got some exercise. Yeah. I got to see more of Auckland.
0: And you know what? That exercise is invaluable.
1: It, it so is. You You're only sink. young once.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you gotta take advantage of walking in the rain when you can.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
1: Oh, horrible.
0: So that was San Antonio.
1: San Antonio.
0: Um, San
1: Antone.
0: I don't remember our trope questions because it's been a very long time.
1: Uh, yeah, same. <laughs> the same um
0: but i did like the city i'm not hmm. sure i would be like let's go here unless right. i had something to go there for yeah um yeah i can't say it's that high on the list but i i legitimately like the river walk and the missions mm. um and and uh yeah would have be happy to go back to those so
1: yeah
0: um yeah there you go.
1: Very good, very good. Thank you for that, Andrew. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, thank you. I'm
1: glad you were able to go and have a trip with your father. That's that's wonderful.
0: It, it was, and one mm. I'll remember fondly.
1: Yeah. yeah, I'm sure he will too.
0: I hope so. Maybe mm. not though. You never, you never I know. Mean, you can. We
1: could get him on. I could ask him. You
0: can have him on without uh-huh. me and and just uh-huh. dive into it. Be like, how did many
1: margaritas did Andrew drink? Oh, did I can answer make you that. Did he walk
0: too much? I had four.
1: You, how, you uh, that's not enough.
0: Well, I had, but never doubled up. So it was just one. In basically, every place yeah, we went. Yeah,
1: that's never. That's not enough. Shelby, if, if you and we I, had I went gone to together,
0: Antonio, it would be a disaster.
1: If if we had gone together, how many <laughs> margaritas would you have drank? Double it, yeah, eight easily. at least.
0: Yeah,
1: at least. Oh. Yeah, it would
0: probably be more. Except I was driving a good chair at the time.
1: Right, right. So I'm it so couldn't have been you're that not much, much more. Alcoholic. Yes, me too. There's people who could drink like eight in a night.
0: That does not seem safe to me.
1: But fun.
0: <laughs> good I've never had
1: good that time. many margaritas in a night. I'd be so ill. Even oh, just, just the sugar content so would make me not feel good. Yeah.
0: All right. Mm. Speaking of, we gotta we gotta stop this episode so we can record another, and I can get more to drink.
1: Heck yeah! All
0: right. Thanks everybody. Thank you you, for your trip report. Yeah.
1: Well, see you on the next episode.
0: Yes, it'll be it'll be something. We don't know. It sure will. Thanks everybody. Bye.
1: Bye.